You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Hi guys, you're listening to Novel Bound, which is, (laughs) we've had a little bit of a struggle with the title, and so bear with us while we figure out what we want to call our podcast. So, you know. The number, we're getting there. Um, we're going to be discussing today the guilty pleasure reads that kept us up at night, made us blush, that we want to read again and again, mm-hmm. and um, are kind of ashamed to talk about in front of other people because we don't want people to know that we love these books. So, is there anything you want to add to that, Anna? Um, basically, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Okay, cool. Um, so, really quick, I thought that a fun way to just get us warmed up would be to tell everyone your most embarrassing thing that happened to you in high school do you have anything uh okay you start and i'll have something by the time you're finished (laughs) okay hold on let me think like i prepped this question and then had nothing to go for i was like you know i'll just it'll come to me i have so much (laughs) oh i do have one oh i do okay so i didn't i had so much like hidden crushes on boys in high school that I like never could never ever settled upon didn't date in high school at all even though like definitely wrote enough songs about it I think I wrote like so many songs about boys which is probably another embarrassing thing in itself you know Mm -hmm. um but anyways so pining 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 and then finally like I was in a band which I feel like is another embarrassing story that we'll get to someday but I started a band and we performed at this fair and this wonderful boy came and like supported me and he was like either he just graduated I think he had just graduated he was a senior at the time I was a sophomore and he had just graduated when we knew each other and then he was I think I was a junior and he was graduated anyways we came to my show and remember that like I had never really had anyone hit on me ever and so he came and he supported me and then like I remember being like we were walking around afterwards like at the fair and he was, like, putting his arm around me and stuff like that. And I was, like, 15 at the time. And I was, like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. Anyways, so long story short, he walks me to, like, I walk him to his car. Or he walks me to my car or whatever. And I literally didn't know what to do because, like, I didn't know how I felt about him or anything. So, like, he comes in and I can tell that he's going to kiss me. Oh, and gosh. I just didn't. I didn't even know he was coming, and, like, I thought he was super cute, but I also didn't know, like, what... Did you, like, swerve him? Girl, I did (laughs) the weirdest thing I've ever done in my life. I... So he, like, went in to kiss me, and I ducked as if I had dropped my purse and, like, picked up my purse and then lifted my head up, and I... Either I made contact or was about to make contact. He, like, swerved, and I was like, (laughs) oh, sorry, I dropped my purse, and then, like, I think he could tell that I was just like, uh, blah, blah, blah. and he just like, <laughs> he like tried to kiss me again. And I was like, I don't, finally he like grabbed my face and just kissed me on the forehead and was like, that's all I was trying to do. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. And then we never spoke again, ever. <laughs> so yeah, I have a plethora. I mean, I could probably oh, open up hilarious. every episode with one of those, but there's my, uh, and then I went home and wrote like 10 songs about it because I was so so awkward you're just an angsty teenager who just had to get her feelings out one day i'll just on our instagram like share one of my really embarrassing songs because i wouldn't just write these songs i would film myself singing these songs and then put them on my facebook page so if anybody that's friends with me is listening to this (laughs) you want to see 16 year old scene get out celine that's my name celine get out her like angsty wishful drama oh my gosh there's there's so much there okay your turn go what's your most so my one of uh, like you i have plenty to choose from but i guess (laughs) one that i'm thinking of right now is so i actually was a cheerleader in high school (laughs) of course you were i'm not surprised at all (laughs) and you were a flyer too i bet i okay i was but to be fair, I didn't get any of the perks from being a cheerleader that you normally see in movies because I don't know why, but for some reason our school hated the cheerleaders. And 
we were good. Tell like, we went to states and regionals, and we, like, won a lot. I don't know why they hated us. They liked the dance team. Stupid dance You have team. to be specific. Why did you know that they hated you? Oh, because no one ever came to support our stuff, and literally any time that, like, we had to wear our uniform, like, whenever the school year started to help the freshmen find their classes and, and like, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and we wore our uniform on, like, some, like, homecoming days and stuff. And yeah. literally everybody was like, boo. Like, they would boo us. They would straight up boo they you? They would boo us. Yeah. What the freak? This is, so like, missed. anti- this is like anti high school where everyone. I know. There's like some like nerdy like some nerdy kid is like trying to like like stuffing a cheerleader in a locker. Like it was so throwing... depressing because I, I mean I cheered my whole life. I did competitive cheer from when I was really young oh until gosh, like all yeah. of high school. And so then I was like, yes, I'm gonna be on the cheer team and I'm gonna be popular and people will like me. And that did <laughs> not happen. So, anyways. Oh, it's fine. That's it. It's fine. But... Okay, so wait, you, you said so, you yeah. have a story. So my embarrassing okay. story is one time I was cheering at a football game, and I think I was like a – I had to be a sophomore. Um, mm. I was cheering at a football game on a Friday night, and, you know, the whole school was there basically, and this guy I invited to come because I really liked him, and I was like, I'll impress him yes. with my cheerleading skills. Yes. Go As he, know. like, he, like, walked up to the fence and, like, w- waved to me and, like, I kind of waved back to him. But, like, I could let my clip see. Mm. So, anyways, they call my stunt group to do a stunt, which you do sometimes okay. when just, like, games are being yes. called and stuff. Mm-hmm. They throw me up in a basket toss and then they did not catch me. I fell onto the hard, like, asphalt track oh my gosh right in front of like the whole school and like you could hear the crowd go oh oh my gosh <laughs> yeah and that sucked shoot girl yeah that sounds freaking painful so what did he do afterwards like i want so I after the game ended he was still there and he was like hey are you okay like i saw what happened and i was just trying to like play it cool and i was like oh that oh that was nothing like i didn't even feel it but like my head was pounding my elbows were like bleeding because they were scraped so bad oh did you like how did you recover so the crowd's like <gasps> and then what happened and then like, my coach came up and she's like oh girl are you okay are you okay you got this and i was like yeah i think i'm okay and she's like all right just, just go stand back in your spot <laughs> that's literally what happened and then i just did you cheer the rest of the stand. game yes i did oh my gosh so um janky. yeah i never was on the cheerleading squad but I definitely was asked if I would be the mascot. They're like, your energy oh, level beautiful. would just be fantastic <laughs> if you were the mascot. What was your mascot? Oh my gosh. The Spartans. The Tanners was the Trojans, and so the other team would just like throw condoms at them. Oh, that's hilarious. That's so yeah, we were the Spartans though. I loved I loved it. I lived for those Friday nights. Like I was not cool in high school, but I like lo- we were such a small school. Like we mm-hmm. had my graduating class was like three 60 kids. We had, like, 350 kids in our whole school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's small. And so, it, it's not like people didn't, like, everybody just knows everyone, and I am such, like, a loud personality that it kind of, like, you just, people knew who I was, so yeah. I was just, like, anyways, so it wasn't that I, I think people knew me, but I definitely was, like, not, <laughs> I think in my head I just thought I was, like, this total dork, so I was, like, nobody get near me. It's contagious. All this dorkiness <laughs> is contagious. I would, like, go into the music room and like play piano by myself and just let's be real that was my life cool anyways so if you were like that in high school you can relate if you were a cheerleader you can relate to anna i mean you you can kind of relate to me but like i wasn't a cool cheerleader so if you were a cool cheerleader (laughs) can't relate sorry get off this podcast now like where why are you listening to this you have clearly better things to do It's fine. I just kept telling myself, I'm like, I'm just not peaking in high school, you know? I'm just going to peak later on in life. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. I, like, told my (laughs) – I told myself that all the time. You know what? I got to college, and I guess I did peak. It was sad, but I had a way better time Yeah, that was it. I peaked in college, yeah. No, it was good. Like, I feel like I look back, and I think what's so funny is it wasn't even that – I think I was just so insecure. I just assumed that nobody liked me. But I look back and I was like, no, people were so nice. Like even kids that were considered like popular in high school, like they they like we still keep in contact mm-hmm. and stuff. But in my head, I'm like, that cool person just commented on my Facebook page. That means that I like. And I'm like, Celine, you graduated from college like or high school like ten years ago. Like, 
let it let it go it's fine (laughs) (laughs) so anyways you guys should totally if you're when we post this i really want to hear everybody's cool and amazing high school embarrassing stories and if you whatever has the best one we'll read it and we'll send you a 15 dollar barnes and noble gift card oh yes love that yes so yeah so whoever's the best embarrassing story we'll do like a whole vote and stuff like that you guys can get some gift cards so that's super fun Okay, are we ready? I hope that this, like, entire podcast episode is just going to make everybody just so happy. So, like, have your library cards ready. Anna, you got yours now. Yes! Okay, guys, I got a library card. I'm very proud of myself. (laughs) I went there, and it was free. And actually, you know what's funny? Is the... Wait, the library card was free? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Wait, have you ever had to pay for a library card before? (laughs) Wait, what? No, okay. Yes. So keep going, keep going. So the girl who was checking me out was like, there is a three-week, you know, period, and then you have to bring them back. But even if you don't bring them back, like, we're probably not going to charge you unless it's 45 days past the day. And then we'll charge you for a lost book. But then if you actually bring it back, we won't charge you. And so I was like, so there's, like, no repercussions if I just never bring this book back? She's like, yeah, basically not. And I was like, okay, thanks. It was That's weird. amazing. I've definitely donated like probably two hundred and fifty dollars to the Madison Public Library. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, but yeah. anyways, I'm very proud of myself. I picked out a whole slew of books. Oh, and actually, okay, the cool. book I'm spotlighting this week is a book that I checked out from the library. Okay, you should go first. What are you spotlighting? Okay. Just reach down and grab it. So the book that I'm reading this week is called The Wrath and the Dawn. Have you ever heard of it, Celine? I actually think I've read the first half of it it's like a take on the aladdin story kind of but like not really Mm. okay i'll like read it and then i'll end somewhere so that i don't have to read this whole excerpt (laughs) so it starts and says one life to one dawn in a land ruled by a murderous boy king each dawn brings heartache to a new family Khalid, the 18-year-old caliph of Khorasan, is a monster each night he takes a new bride only to have a silk cord wrapped around her throat come morning when 16-year-old Sharzad's dearest friend falls victim to Khalid, Sharzad, Sharzad vows vengeance and volunteers to be his next bride. She is determined not oh, only to stay alive, but to end the Caliph's reign of terror once and for all. And so, night after night, Sharzad beguiles Khalid, weaving stories that enchant ensuring her survival, though she knows each dawn could be her last. And so, basically, like, she tells him the story of Aladdin, or, like, a jib. Oh. She said, it's, like, a bunch of different stories. But it's, like, really cool. The premise is really good, and she's a really strong character. I like her. And obviously, you know, they start falling in love, and you end up realizing that there's, like, more to the story than there seems, which there always is, but it's really good. Okay, cool. I, like, I think I checked that out with, like, a giant stack of books, and I never got to that one, so I think I'll just check it out again. That sounds really good. Yeah, it is really good. Cool. And what is it called again? Um, The Wrath and the Dawn. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well, that sounds amazing. Um, one of the books that I want to hear, because we talked about royal um, American royals, and you read Carval, and I know that you just read it, so I just yes. want to hear like what your thoughts were now that you've read it through. Okay, so I really liked it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved like the journey in Scarlet, and like I think you asked me one time like what who my favorite characters were, and I had just started, and I said Tella. Because I, when I very first started reading it, I, like, almost did mm. not, like, tell it. Because she's like, I'll blame, mm. like, if Father finds me doing something, I'll just find a way to blame it on you. And I was like, what the heck? Mm. And then as soon as she, like, they're, like, trying to tell the truth about who it was, and then you learn that the dad, like, punishes the other sister yeah. if one does something yeah. wrong. And I was like, yeah. no, tell And then, like, she basically forces Scarlet to leave. Like, she forces her to grow as this person. And so Tella, I really do think Tella is my favorite character. But I love... I love the story. It's so magical. It's fun. It is. It has so mm-hmm. much good magic to it. So, like, seriously, guys, read Carval. Tell us we're here to, like, hear all of your, like, thoughts about this book because it's it's honestly, like, one of my favorites of 2000. I know. I read the series in 2019, and that was, like, one of my top mm-hmm. books. So Yeah, I just started Legendary, and it's from Tell's perspective, which I wasn't expecting, but I'm kind of excited because I, like, need more Scarlet and Julian. I need to know more of their yes. stories, so I hope you, you get You still it. see them. And there's okay. three books, so I'm Ooh. like I have the third one, so you can borrow it whenever yes. you come. So okay, if you don't check it out by the library first before that. 
Who knows? Sweet. Okay, so um, I read The Help, which is absolutely so good. Um, and I mean, if you read the the if you watch the movie, it's pretty similar. But I really, really love the voice that's given to um, just the women that were struggling and stuff like that. I just thought it was really powerful. Um, and it just gives a lot more like culture. It rounds out the characters even more and stuff like that. And I think it gives more of a voice to the women who, who struggled. And what's crazy about this whole thing that just blows my mind is that this was like 60 years ago, 70 years ago, you know, that like women still like black women were still struggling with like everything. Like, and there's like, you know, experiences of abuse. There's experiences of like that. And, And what I think makes me the most angry about it is the fact that, it was women doing this to other women, you know, yeah. it was, I just feel like that's like, that was like something that was real, that really struck me hard. I know a good like, way that they showed like kind of the abuse is like these, like these black nannies raised these white girls and then the girls that they yes, raised oh. ended up hiring them and then treating them like crap and they basically raised them. Yes. Oh my gosh. At the end of the book when um that sweet little baby that she loves like i think it's abilene's girl Mm -hmm. like literally just your heart is just so And she's like crying out for her and she's like it's okay like no and she's just like walk away yeah and Mm -hmm. i hope and i feel like the author chose not to end it on such a high note because she's like like seriously like we're in charge of the way that we treat people Mm -hmm. and stuff like that And, and i just really loved it because um it just shows the the power that you have and the voice that you have like i love skeeter's um, the way that she, like, she, you know, it helps that she was already established in that world, but she just, she disregarded it, and that meant she didn't have love because of it at that time, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. it all, but, like, she just, she really sacrificed herself for these stories, and I'm so, I'm so proud of her. I like, know. I just love that. I, that goes along with, like, The Secret Life of Bees. Have you read that? Mm-mm. I read that, and it's very similar to The Help. I mean, they're set, I think, in mm-hmm. the same time period, and, Yeah. yeah. I won't get too much into it because we've already talked a bunch, but it's, I love that book. It's so good. It is so good. Yeah. I feel like I just really loved the way that it was. And I think it's a quick read. Like I read it on, um, like I read it on an airplane ride, so it Mm -hmm. wasn't like hard to read at all, but it definitely like helps me, helped me a lot with like, like, I don't know, opening my eyes and stuff like that. And just being like, wow, like even though that's not the way our life is anymore, how can I, like, treat people with more respect and, and yeah. you know, advocate for other people who don't have as many voices as us? So, um, okay, so what – let's talk about our – the section we're going to be talking about today, which is Guilty Pleasure Reads. Yes. So what is, like, our criteria? What made you choose the books that you – So I was actually having a reads? hard time coming up with books to read, and I was talking with my husband, and he was like, okay, so what if you think about it this way? Like, you don't – I typically don't – read books twice like they have to be so so good for me to read them twice Mm -hmm. or just again and I was like okay well that is like kind of a good criteria things you like to read or things that like um like you're giggling when you read them or like you stay up to like four in the morning to read yes yes okay perfect and so do you want to like go oh what was your favorite memory of reading one I just like spilled the tea <laughs> like what book has kept you up at night that you're just like yes this okay is, and yes. actually this is like so not what you would expect because it's not like mm-hmm. anyways there is this book called six of crows and it's like mm-hmm. the there it's like a duo and the mm-hmm. other one is called crooked kingdom and right now I swear they are my favorite books. Like, I'm going to talk more about them. But there is this scene with the two, like, there's, like, six main characters, but there's a scene between two of the Mm -hmm. main characters, this guy and this girl, and it's just, like, so intense without being, like, nearly as intense as probably, like, half the books I read before. Because it's not like they even kiss or anything. It's just, like... They can't touch. They, like, can't touch because this guy has a complex. And so this girl's like, he's helping this girl put bandages on. And anyways, Mm. it was, like, so intense. I had to read it, like, three times. Like, (laughs) over. Like, I get to the end of the scene, I'm like, okay, now again. Word for word. Now again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. Okay, perfect. For me, the guilty pleasure read is that I think, like, obviously the criteria is that it has to end well. I think that's big for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's big for every book that I, like, talk about. 
Um, but I also feel like it definitely keeps you up at night. And then my favorite memory of reading one is I read to all the boys I loved before and I like verbally like screamed in the middle of the night. Like Tanner like woke up like, <laughs> babe. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it's so cute. And like, I, I also feel like guilty pleasure books, they gotta, they gotta fill these criteria. It's gotta have like drama to keep you interested. Mm-hmm. It's gotta have, it's gotta have comedy to make you laugh. And it's gotta have a slow burn romance yes. that is like it can't be instant love if it's instant love i don't want it i don't want it i want the slow burn where you're just like get together already so i feel Mm -hmm. like and like while that's happening i guess like this is like the books that i'm talking about today are like the perfect recipe books for what i feel is a good book like what i feel like i would i enjoyed i enjoyed reading it so much that i was like yes this is so good so do you want to start yeah, I don't have nearly as much books as you, but I a lot of the books you have on your list are books I've read that I, like, totally agree with, so. Perfect. Go ahead. All right, I'll start. I started off with City of Bones mm-hmm. because I just think that – so, yeah, so one of the books I wanted to talk about is City of Bones, and I picked it because, like, there is a slow burn, even, like, not even a burn between Clary and Jace. And I kind of thought of it as a guilty mm-hmm. pleasure because I've read the book series twice now. And I like, even after right. finding out that Jace and Clary are supposed to be like brother and sister, I was like, okay, but still, but still, but you could still be together. <laughs> like I like, well, I needed them to be together. <laughs> and so like, oh my gosh, I bet you're not alone in that. Freaking I. <laughs> I, like, in my head, I was, like, this is so gross, but, like, every time they would have a scene together, and, like, it was always so intense, and, like, I brushed my hand against his, and, like, my whole arm was on fire, basically. (laughs) I was, like, oh, my gosh, this is gross, but I'm living for it. I lived for it. You're, like, why is the author writing these scenes also? I'm just gonna get all of Oh, my gosh, and I, like, I probably screamed out loud when you found out that Sebastian was really her brother. And Jace wasn't. And I was like, yes! Mm-hmm. Like, I... It made my whole life. I mean, so, so that was definitely it. a guilty pleasure book for me. Because <laughs> it was a slow, slow romance. But it all was worth it in the end. Which we needed. Mm-hmm. We needed it. It builds the story. Um, Do you want to quickly just give, like, a five-second summary yeah. of what City of Bones is? Have we talked about City of Bones before? Not though? on here. Okay, so go. it's basically... It starts off in the, with this girl, Clary. And she's, like, 15 or 16. And she lives in New York, um, and she sees the – I think it starts off with they're, like, in a club, and she's with her best friend, Simon. And she sees these three people walk in, two guys and a girl, and they basically, like, watch them murder this person or thing. Um, But then the body, like, disappears, and she doesn't see it anymore. And so then she's, like, kind of freaking out about that. But then – you end up, she ends up finding these people later again, and you end up learning that they're, like, these things called shadow hunters, where they, like, hunt demons, and they kind of protect the city and the people around them, and you end up learning that she is secretly one, too, or her mom was one, and she never knew she was one, and so then it's her, like, coming into her powers, and, like, training, and learning all these things, and you, like, learn all the world, it's so good. Yes, how many books do they have? Cassandra Clare wrote them. I think there's, like, oh, gosh, five? I think there's five books in the series, and they're big. And there's, like, a, a prequel series, right? There's a prequel called The Clockwork Prince. And then, there, and then yeah, do you like those more Oh, I really did like those. But there was a love triangle, and mm-hmm. I just, you know how I feel about love triangles. But it kind of worked out. <laughs> they're trash. <laughs> yes. But then she also has another series called, um, oh, shoot, what, what are they called? Where it's, like set in the same world and it's set like 10 it's called lady midnight and anyway it's about these two people who are like um the paraby i think that's what it's called when they're like bound together to be shadow hunter companions and they like start falling in love but like something disastrous will happen if they start falling in love it's actually i've only read the first book but it's actually really good i should continue to read it dude yeah, what is up with you just being like, eh, I'll just I know, the first book, it's because I'm so picky, it's because I've read too many <laughs> books, because if a book, like, it kind of ended, and I was like, it was a little annoying how it, this Lady Midnight book ended, and I was like, ugh, 
Like they're totally mm-hmm. gonna do this love triangle. And it kills it kills it for me sometimes. Anyways. Okay, so my I have so many good ones that I love. Um, <laughs> let me just talk about American Royals, which I just read, and the second book just came out like literally this month like we're recording these in october right now and i literally like if you were looking for a guilty pleasure read with three romances between six characters oh my god it's good it's so good um and there's like three there's three love triangles like three love triangles and it's glorious wow so basically um i kind of mentioned before that it was like set in um It's as if George Washington became king instead of president, and then, like, his descendants became... So, like, the Washingtons are still in power, and, like, the... It's basically, like, the same. Like, they they have a parliament and stuff like that as well, Um, but there's just that the fact that there's royals. And then, because the government didn't... Because they... You know how, in our world, like, like America did the democratic system, and then other, Mm -hmm. other countries kind of did the same thing? Um, they didn't. So then everybody's like, uh, like all the countries have kings and queens and princesses still to this point. Yeah. And so anyways, so homegirl, our main character, what, I don't even remember what her name is. That's my like fatal flaw with books. Um, Samantha? Yes. So she, um, yes, you were right. So she is being trained right now to become queen. Um, her dad is like in her close and then she has her sister and then, um, they have, she's trying to find a husband before she gets crowned as queen. So she gets put basically on, she's given a bunch of suitors to choose from and she chooses the one that was the least creepy, scary, horrible, whatever. Little did she know that homeboy and her sister were making out in the closet like 10 minutes before she was like, yeah, I'll just choose you. Oh my God. Um, meanwhile, she's BFFs with her guard who like protects her and saves her life. And like, they've been like best friends for like two years um, it's big slow burn romance happening there. And then, um, they have, so those two girls have a brother and he and the youngest sister are twins. And, um, she is in love with, he started dating or he's been dating. Sorry. He's been dating this like perfect princess chick, not an actual princess. She's like very heavily. I actually love her because she is like conniving and manipulative, but like full on knows it. And like in her, she's like the main, like she has like pages that she writes like from her perspective. And it's so funny. I love boss characters. Yeah. Like I really love her as a villain. You just accept. Anyways. So Mm -hmm. she and him have been together for three years and then on graduate and it like, I'm not going to reveal anything because it like, there's, like, it gets the, the specific night that they discuss, like, gets revealed throughout the book. But basically, they're broken up now, and he and the his twin sister's best friend are kind of, like, they have some romance going on while the other girl, the manipulative girl, was trying to, like, get at him still to this day. But his best friend oh my God. is trying to get at the mean girl because he is like, dude, I get you. And she's like, no, you can't. I can't because I have to be queen. And he's like, babe, you want this. And she's like, I kind of do, but like, I can't. <laughs> Anyways, so all of, so while this is all happening and all these romances are going, it like switches back and forth. There's all these like fun, crazy events that are happening. And like the main character is trying to like get, um, she's trying to get um, ready to be queen. She's also trying to like deal with the media and it's like there's Snapchat, there's Instagram. Like, you know what I mean? It's like America still is running how it is. It's mm-hmm. just the big difference is that there's a couple of like, I like the way that the author like introduces um, the history of stuff because like it fills you in without like dr- doing an info dump. Like I never felt like there was an info dump, which I appreciated. Um, but mm-hmm. it was so fun to like read the stories. They go on like a ski vacation where everybody just like, there's Ooh. some really amazing scenes. Um, and so basically the main chick has to decide between her country or her heart, which I love. Um, and everyone like, it's just so fun. And then the book ends on like the biggest cliffhanger ever. And you're just like, <gasps> holy crap. And then the second book just came out this month so you can read it. I hope that. It might be a duel, but anyways, I like the I enjoyed it. I read it in probably seven hours. I loved it. Oh yeah, that's how I was with Carval. I finished it like in a it's day. It's so good. It's so good. Like you just forget about your entire world. You just focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's the next one? Ooh, that sounds really yeah. good. Okay, so I have one that is like, to me, fits the definition of like guilty pleasure because I don't typically read books that like 
are too violent Mm -hmm. or like gory or like too dark themed actually i have been leaning more towards like darker themed books recently but whatever so anyways the books i want to talk about (laughs) is that surprise six of crows by my favorite author lee bardugo i seriously i love her shadow and bone series i love her six of crows series Mm -hmm. i think they are so good what made you love this one more um i just love like the characters were so much more fleshed out Mm -hmm. i thought like and had so many like alina was like i loved her and she had her flaws but like Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, she was always going to be the hero. Yeah. And, like, with this, it's like, I don't know. Like, they're not always going to be the hero. No. So, basically, the book centers around um, this city called Ketterdam, which is an international trade city. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's this little island. And the main, main character, his name is Kaz Brecker. And he's basically offered a chance to do this heist that could, like, make him super rich. And he basically runs one of the gangs on the island um but so basically there's six characters and like there's a convict there's um like this gunman who's a shooter a runaway a spy this a heart render who can control like your body Mm -hmm. with her mind and then like a thief and oh my gosh it's so good and the way she writes is just so capturing Mm -hmm. like you learn to love all the characters so much but obviously Inej is my favorite she's like the spy Mm -hmm. they call her like what do they call her the wraith yes oh my gosh I am so So, obsessed with some person yes they're so good Mm -hmm. like can I read one of her like one of the quotes from her book just to like I'm like I'm plugging her book right now and I'm do it but it's just so good to be friends with us you have to read Lee Bardugo that's basically Rule number one. Yep. <laughs> like, you don't have to be a cheerleader or a nerd. You just have to read Lee Bardugo. No. Nope. Or you can't sit with you us. You just have to read and love it. On Wednesdays, we read <laughs> Lee Bardugo. <laughs> yes. Okay, go. Okay, so one of the quotes is, many boys will bring you flowers, but someday you'll meet a boy who will learn your favorite flower, your favorite song, your favorite sweet. And even if he is too poor to give you any of them, it won't matter because he will have taken the time to know you as no one else does. Only that boy earned your heart. Mm-hmm. And just, like, even just one of those scenes, like, ugh, just the writing is so good. Anyways, the reason oh. this is my guilty pleasure book is because they're all basically thugs. Yes. And up. they're tasked to go break into one of the one of their, like, other nations in the world. They're, like, capital and, like, steal something. Mm-hmm. This, like, drug that could be... Or this person who can make this drug that could be, like, really deadly for the world. But they're only doing it for money. Or so you think. Because they're all actually good people at heart. Yes. Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) I love it. But it's so good. It's so, like, down and dirty. And I... Seriously, it's my favorite book. It's definitely, like, darker. But, like, it keeps you on your toes. And the way that things are written are just beautiful. Exactly. There's always these like twists mm-hmm. that you don't see. Not and, like, at all. Not at all. A twist that I don't see coming is hard because I've just read so many books and I feel like I've seen so many different plot yeah. devices done that like it was just so refreshing. It was so good. I love it. That's beautiful. Anna, you, mm-hmm. you beautiful musk ox. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> okay, so my next book is Avalon High. It's by Meg Kaba. And I feel like Meg Kaba is probably the funniest reader writer I have ever had like I laugh so much during her books I also love the book all-american girl um and like honestly that's like on my guilty pleasure reads as well but I loved Avalon High because of the ties to King Arthur's court so like there is a inside of my body is just like a deep love for like old folklore Shakespeare Jane Eyre like I love old English and stuff like that that's just like some of my favorite Mm -hmm. things and so um but this is kind of the summary is to newcomer Ellie, Avalon High seems like a typical American high school, complete with jocks, nerds, cheerleaders, and even the obligatory senior class president, quarterback, and all-around good guy. But it doesn't take Ellie to long to suspect that something weird is going on beneath the glossy surface of this tranquil hall of learning. As she pieces together the meaning of this unfolding drama, she begins to realize some haunting Arthurian echoes, causing her to worry that she has just become a pawn in mythic history. I straight up loved this. Oh, Meg Cable, by the way, she wrote Princess Diaries, if you don't know that already. And, like, I loved 
like the Princess Diaries series are super funny. But yes. what I loved about Avalon High is like it 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 has such a good payoff for romance. And I I just feel like I could have sat in that world. I wish there were more. That and All American Girl and Avalon High, I wish that like I just enjoyed the world that she built. I mean it's real it's realistic mm-hmm. fiction, so it's not like it's like anything crazy. But yeah. I just loved like the characters in the world and stuff like that, but I just loved the way that they put they get um the main character with her love interest. And there is a a love triangle because there's Arthur and then there's um oh gosh. There's Lancelot, and there's, yeah. what is her, what's the main chick? Gwen. Gwen. Yeah, Guinevere. There's a Guinevere, and then she doesn't know where <laughs> she fits in, but then she figures out where she fits in, and she's like, oh, okay, well, you know. So I just feel like it is the most, you you think it's going to end one way, and then it, it ends in such a beautiful way, and then, like, there comes a part <laughs> where, like, it the magical mystical world kind of takes a big step into the real world and you're just like oh gosh this is beautiful so anyways i loved avalon high i think that like if you're looking for like a really good feel-good novel avalon high and all american girl so good all american girl is the daughter is about the daughter of a of the u.s president and it's a love story and it's freaking hilarious i loved all american girl so yes they both sound so good in fact I'm going to read them this week. Yes, do. Let me know if you read them. For sure. Okay. Your turn. Okay, so this other book series is kind of, like, not exactly Guilty Pleasure because it's not... Like, they're almost considered children's books, but I've read these books almost as much as I've read the Harry Potter mm-hmm. books, and it's the Percy Jackson series. I love it. I haven't read them in a I always, long time. I thought they're so good. Yeah. I know. I haven't read them. It's kind of been a little bit since I've read them, too, but I just had to talk about them because I really love these book series and I Rick Riordan which he's the author of them Mm -hmm. he made like a second series to go along with the first called Heroes of Olympus Mm -hmm. so like the first series in terms of like romance there's obviously not a a ton of it because it starts off when he's like 10 or 12 or something and so but like you kind of grow like I read this series when I was that age and so like I kind of grew with the series Mm -hmm. and so maybe that's why like I love it so much but there is like starting halfway through the series like a slow slow burn romance between Percy and Annabeth yes I mean a slow burn romance I think like at the the end of the last book in the Percy Jackson series like they finally get together but then you have this other series Heroes of Olympus Mm -hmm. which has all the romance I haven't read that yet. I'm going to write that down. You haven't? Yeah, I'm writing it down right now. Heroes of Olympus. Yes. It's so good. It starts off basically, I'm even the first book I was like, do I want to read this series? Because it doesn't have Percy in it. Yeah. It has this guy named Jason who's lost his memory and he ends up at Camp Half-Blood. Oh, beautiful. But then the second book starts off and you find Percy because he's lost his memory. And so there's two different camps. There's what? a... Um, a Roman camp and a Greek camp. I didn't know that. It's like for the Roman gods okay. and the Greek gods. And Hera switched the places of Percy and Jason. And so, like, it's them, like, fending off this, like, war that's going to happen. Oh and you get, like, the Percy and Annabeth romance and Jason and this girl Piper have a romance that's super cute. Aww. And then there's, like, a couple other romances in there. And even and like even apart from the romances the story is just so good yes do you want to give like but like it's those books that i stayed up all night oh, reading do you want to give it just for those that haven't read percy jackson and like what the series is about yeah so percy jackson starts off and basically the greek gods exist and they always follow western culture mm-hmm. so you know the gods. How do you explain two hundred books mortals. into one like thing? Sorry, I was <laughs> I like, can you explain the entire Percy Jackson like series with like twelve books into like one like... sentence? Go, go Anna, <laughs> on know. the spot. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, the gods exist, and they they typical to you know Greek mythology. They find these mortals and they fall in love with them, mm-hmm. and they you know produce these. Half babies called half blood, yeah. so half gods, half humans. Mm-hmm. And there's basically you learn that Percy is Poseidon's son, but the three main gods, which is Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades, made a pact like 60 years ago that they wouldn't have any kids because of a prophecy that came out 
from like Dauphinium, the prophecy of Dauphinium or something, mm-hmm. that says like one of the three kids or one of the three big kids will cause basically the destruction of the earth. And so they're like, okay, no more falling in love, no more having kids. <laughs> Zeus. But Zeus. you find out that. <laughs> cough, cough. Keep it in your pants. You find out that actually, like all of them had kids. <laughs> Except for Hades. That's kind of a loophole. So Hades didn't really break it. But anyway. You find out that all of them have kids and the prophecy ends up happening and you don't expect it. But there's this camp called Camp Half-Blood where all of the um, Half-Bloods, I guess. Oh, gosh. What, what am I trying Dual to call gods? them right now? What are they? I feel like Half-Blood doesn't write. Um, keep going and I'll pull up that word. Anyways, Yeah. So, but demigod. Camp Half-Blood is where all these kids... Demigods, there we demigods. go. Demigods. Camp Half-Blood is where all the demigods go to kind of, like, train and learn their skills. But it really is just, like, a camp. So, all the kids stay in, like, a cabin that has to do with their godly parent. Mm-hmm. And when Percy first gets there, they don't know that he's a son of Poseidon. So, he stays with the Hermes cabin. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Anyways, it's, it all. it's a great book series. It's so fun. And if you're someone who, like... Just need something simple to read, but still really good. Totally suggest it. It's one. It's those books that I stayed up like all night reading. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. The next book that I want to talk about, I have like a bunch, but I think I'm gonna actually think. I think that the next episode that if you're down would be um why you should read dumb old books because I have yes. so many like old books that are so good. Like, you know, like, we can talk more in depth for Little Women. We can talk about, um, I was thinking Jane. Little Woman and Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, Jane Eyre. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. Tammy the Shrew. Anything, like, some Charles Dickens. We can do some Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. Okay, so that's for next one. So I'm going to take, like, six books off of my list right now because, honestly, like, 80% of what I read is, like, old nerdy books. But um, some modern stuff <laughs> that I have is this book called The Illumini Files, and it's actually a trio. I... Uh, have you read it yet? Can I just say, no, I went to go check it out of the library, and they didn't have any there. It was all checked okay. out. So, boo. I'm very upset. Yeah. I cannot stress to you how much you guys need to read this book. It is not only, like, such an incredible story that keeps you, like, constantly turning the page. Like, literally, it is so visually appealing because it is a file. It's like it's visually and graphically beautiful. Like, um, I love that. Yeah. So basically, let's just read the summary and then I will just go into it. So yeah. this morning, Katie thought breaking up with Ezra was the hardest thing she'd have to do. This afternoon, her planet was invaded. The year is twenty five seventy five, and two rival mega corporations are at war over a planet that's a little more than a speck at the edge of the universe. Now with enemy fire raining down on them, Katie and Ezra, who are barely even talking to each other, are forced to evacuate in a hostile warship in hot pursuit. I love that they're pre-established as dating because, mm, chemistry. But their problems are just getting started. A plague has broken out and is mutating with terrifying results. The fleet's AI may actually be their enemy, and nobody in charge will say what's actually going on. As Katie hacks into a web of data to find the truth, it's clear that the only person that can help her is her ex-boyfriend, who she swore she'd never speak to again. And this is what I love. This is what's so fun and unique about the book. Told through a fascinating dossier of hacked documents, including emails, maps, files, IMs, medical reports, interviews, and more. Illumini is the first book in a heart-stopping trilogy about lives interrupted, the price of truth, and courage of everyday heroes. What I love about this book is that it's not written like, today I woke up and I walked along. No. Instead, it is um, people have, like, it's like, they there's like I love it because it's so freaking funny too it's like there's yeah so do you sorry do you still get like the inner monologue of the characters if it's written like in that in a different way it, that's what I love about it it's so freaking Ooh. unique is like sometimes you'll have like this this um narration from someone who's watching a surveillance camera being like okay so this person's this person this person's doing this but Ooh. it's such a cool narrative um tactic because then you only like when it, when intense things happening like you it, it almost creates tension and what's cool okay so I have to like start from the beginning and I'll explain really fast because it's so good yeah um okay so not only so their entire planet gets invaded and bombed and they she like she makes it on like one of the last like ships up to this like beacon it's basically she has to get on a ship and then that ship because they're at the edge of the universe has to get to another like 
porthole to get out of this area. And basically, because these corporations are trying to take over, if she doesn't get out, and they don't want anyone to know, they want to shut down everything, and like they want to kill her. Does that make sense? They want to kill everybody. They they want to take oh over, make a bunch of money without anybody, with no witnesses or whatever. So she, if they, if she like gets released from this, if she makes it out, like she can like leak this out to everyone. So at this time, that is happening. So she makes okay. it to this ship. And then she's like, cool, I just need to get on this ship and everything will be fine. Little does she know that the AI, so like the computer that is running the entire system of the ship is like infected with like, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a, it's basically just like the, I guess it says the a virus type. No, thing? no, no. It's like the, the, well, part of it is that it's falling in love with the main character, the computer. Oh. While also believing that in order to save everyone, it has to kill everyone. Sorry, I'm like oh. hitting the desk. But no, it like believes that like, <laughs> so the things that it's doing is like absolutely insane. And so she's trying to like turn off and like war and like get into this AI thing. And you'll hear the um, oh my God. the AI's like thoughts. And that's like super cool. Like getting to hear the computer and the way it thinks. It's absolutely incredible. Wow. Also, she is. She realizes that the only way to get like communication is by talking to her ex-boyfriend. So then, and then while that's happening, there is a plague that is like slowly creeping out and infecting every single person in the ship. So it's like, okay, think of space. Think of all the things that could happen in space. We're like on a ship, and like everything's going to explode. And um, there's like they have to get out. They have to like survive. And also they're falling in love with each other. And this is told through like crazy documents. So you do like. Oh my gosh, love it. It's so good. It's honestly so good. And there's three books and they're all like six or seven hundred pages each. So it's like so fun to like nice and long. It's so good. Yes. And it's not like long in terms of like like one page is just like a visual graphic of like a map of like like a printed from the surveillance files. And like another file another mm-hmm. one is like um a, ch- a group chat between X character and X character. So it doesn't feel like a, it just feels like you're uncovering a, th- a thing. And then the next book covers another couple um, and their experience because the corporations are still trying to like do this stuff and they're still trying to get the word out. And so, and then the mm-hmm. third book does the same thing and it is so good. And I love all of the characters are so fun. And I just thought it was so interesting how they could tell a story and flesh out characters so well without without like the two main characters aren't together for like 80% of the book. Okay. So it's it's crazy. It's so good. So Yeah, this sounds so good. I really loved Ooh. it. I'm going to pick it up at the library if they have it. Get on it. They better. Perfect. Okay, do you have any more? So, I don't have any more. I mean, I was thinking about talking about Harry Potter, but I don't know if that's guilty pleasure as much as I'm just obsessed mm-hmm. with it. You are. I can see it to that. Like, I I am obsessed. I like to read them, like, once every year, if I can. Oh, my gosh. You should totally. And I have, like, yeah. You should do a TikTok with, like, all the Gryffindor Slytherin outfits that you have. Like, that TikTok that's going around. You should do it I for have... our podcast. Yes. Ugh. TikTok. I want to do one, but for, like, gym clothes. Is that dumb? Because no. I like going to the gym right now. Oh, my gosh. And please. I, like, I think that would be so cute. Hey, I challenge you. Do it. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, okay. One last book, and I think we should talk about this one together, is the Selection series. And yes. I feel like we need to talk about it in the way of – because I'm watching The Bachelorette right now, and I'm, like, so done with it. By the time that you guys hear it, I think, like, <laughs> Bachelorette will be almost over. But I, I just feel like – well, explain – just to quickly explain the Selection series. Do you want to explain it in, like, three sentences? Yes. So there is a competition every time that the prince is old enough to marry someone and they gather a girl from the different sections of the country because they're all divided mm-hmm. in terms of class. And then they basically like reality show, try to win his heart over and become the next queen and marry yes, him. Yes, but I feel like they were just, they were sleeping on some really good techniques of like, mm-hmm. also I like find it hilarious that homegirl re like is called america like her name is america i just i know I just, i'm like oh baby america singer america singer and guess what she's a singer <laughs> i was like <laughs> i just like cracks that's me. so original oh my gosh yes i love it kira cast i mean but the thing is is like i couldn't stop reading her books so like this is why i think the guiltiest pleasure of mine because i'm kind of ashamed to like talk about it 
Because, like, if anyone saw me reading it, it's, like, a girl with, like, a gorgeous dress on the cover, which I try to avoid covers that look like that so people don't think I'm just a girl that reads books with girls on the cover in pretty dresses. Because, you know, <laughs> we all are, but we just don't talk about it. Sometimes it's hard to stay away Sometimes from. Sometimes you just can't stay away. But anyways, so long story short, she tries to be the prince's BFF, but then ends up falling in love with him because she's like, I'm not really here to, like, get like, to be your queen, I just, like, I'll be your friend, and then you help me, like, I'll stay on the show and tell you who to go. Get my family. Yeah, like, I, Mm -hmm. because every time, every week that she's there, she gets to feed her family, and she's, like, super poor, and so she's, like, I'll just be your friend, and then we can just, like, hang out, and so she and Max and are just BFFs, and I just feel like I would have loved, loved to see, because, like, if you took the Bachelor or Bachelorette, like, pull-aside interviews, where they're, like, I just, like, wondered you know what who like do you have the characters like like, who do you feel like like I want to like just dive into like that like that would have been so funny oh I need to pull all of the characters out but I feel like there's definitely characters who would be like America was was with Maxon again today they only ever do alone time together like what about me like I totally think that oh my gosh okay hold on I'm pulling these up so there's Celeste. That's who I was thinking of. Freaking Celeste would be like always primed, always there. I think she reminds me of mm-hmm. Corinne from Nick Vile's season. Have you seen that show or that series? Oh, I haven't seen that in a while, but Corinne I Corinne was I my favorite villain because she would just like go take naps and stuff, but like she did some devious things to try to get attention and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but I just feel like Celeste would just be like, sup, hey. Hey, like, you know, like, look at this. Look at this, Maxon. Like, she knew what yes. to do. No, I totally agree. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Anyways, so if you guys have any, like, memes or anything you want to do with, like, The Bachelorette featuring the uh, the selection mm-hmm. series, please send them my way. I will laugh so hard, and I will share all of them on our Instagram. So, so yeah, that's the, that's the tea. That's the whole thing for the day. Do you have anything else you want to add? Yep. Um, just, I love books. Yes. Thank you. Thoroughly stated. (laughs) Well done. Yeah. I'm going to go check out 12 more books from the library. Thank you. I know. That's like, literally same. I'm going to the gym with my sister (laughs) after this. And then I'm going back to the library. I love it. Perfect. If you guys have any guilty pleasure reads that you want to do it, we'll do a post this week about guilty pleasure reads. And so, um, you can just drop them below and we'll just swap books. And what's cool is if we love your book, we'll talk about it and we'll send you like a $5 gift card to go to Starbucks or something fun. So if we talk about your book or read you, you, read something that you said, like we want to make sure that you get, you know, all cool and well known, I guess. Also, we want to start doing this thing. So... Eventually, we want people to submit their short stories or poems yes. to us so that we can, like, spotlight them and show everyone. Yeah, and, like, I just feel like there's mm-hmm. so – like, I love reading things that, like, people have written and stuff like that. So you should totally mm-hmm. – we'll get that set up. So look out for an Instagram post about it. And my daughter is now waking up from her nap, so I have to go as well. So, anyways, Perfect. thanks for listening. You guys are the best. <laughs> yes, we'll talk to you guys next Bye. time. Bye.